On this week's edition of the Missouri Catfish Podcast, we're going to discuss the MR340, the Dalton Bottoms Access, last weekend in review, and looking forward to next week and beyond. So drop anchor with us for a bit, and let's get the show started. Did you hear that? That's the sound of an Appaloosa cat. Bye. Thank you for joining the Missouri Catfish Podcast. Our contact is Missouri Catfish Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, your great fishing adventures or your less than ideal adventures. We'd like to know and we can all learn. I know I always learn most uh, when I'm least successful. Those days that, that everything's clicking, the fish are biting for everyone, that's typically not the day where you're doing anything groundbreaking it just all the stars align so anything you have if you want to pass the word on about an event we'd love to hear it again it's missouri catfish podcast at gmail.com now it was a three-day weekend for most people lots of fishing to get done um, josiah gordon reported he went with his in-laws on July 1st and 2nd, and they caught a lot of fish, flatheads and blues. They lost a big one by a, a common mistake. Um, their net was not big enough for, for what they they had taken with them, so it's always sick to lose one right at the boat, so that's a story for everybody. I know I've forgotten the, the net before, and if you don't go back for it, you'll pay now sometimes you'll you'll bring it and and never need it but it's always best to have one and some people carry several you know a real big one for big fish and a, a smaller one uh, more common today is you know the bigger net but with some finer mesh where it could handle all size fish and and doesn't really mess up the catfish's protective coating with this with the nice mesh they have now he was using goldfish they put in at lewis mill uh, trot lines and uh, they, they had a great time. Adam Johnson just got back from a smallmouth vacation on the Big Piney River so he wasn't wasn't after after catfish but he had a great time down there and it just kind of highlights the the great fishing opportunities we have in the state. You, you don't have to leave for for world-class fishing of all kinds. Josh Hoffman and his family caught a real nice flathead. I think that was on July 1st and 2nd as well. It probably weighed 35 pounds. I don't I don't know if, if they weighed it or if he told me I forgot, but they had a lot of other nice eating fish. Um, they, they caught those on trot lines and uh, bank poles. So, so good to, to hear that. Myself, personally, I uh, was out there um, let's see, on July 3rd, and the water was 80 degrees, almost exactly, and July 4th, the water was 81, so it, the water, at least on the surface, you know, it, it could, 
very greatly down below, but it seemed like it gained a degree in one day. I put in at the Dalton Bottoms access, which we're going to talk more in depth a little bit later, but I located very few fish, and I caught one channel and two trips. They were short abbreviated trips, and I went by myself, and when I go by myself, I use that time mostly to play with the electronics, scout some new places. The fishing, I, I like to fish if I see some fish to confirm what I'm seeing, but it's more it's more for learning. It's I learned that from from a man years ago uh, with hounds. It, Rick Soffin's his name. He's from Bellflower, Missouri. And and when I had coon hounds, at first I just went. We had fun. Sometimes we we treed treed some. Sometimes we didn't. But we all had dogs, and it was just a a good time. And there there wasn't really a plan to it. And then I got to hunting with him, or at least talking to him, and every trip had a plan. You know, what you're doing with the dog, what what kind of scenarios, what kind of situations are you trying to set up for this dog to improve what you're doing? And I've kind of thought about that and tried to take it to fishing whenever I go out by myself. It's probably not as fun, but to try to improve what I'm doing every time I, I try to have a goal. It might be a small goal, you know, trying to locate fish in a certain kind of area. But whatever it is, it, I, I try to specifically do that. And if I don't cast a pole or do very little fishing, I, I'm fine with that because I, I have a set set goal in, goal in mind. So, yeah, I, I saw very few fish and I uh, was somewhat deflated. I didn't know if the spawn or if I just wasn't very good, which is often the conclusion I come to. But then I talked to Eric Harmon, and he was out on the river Sunday. I saw him, waved to him, and he had, he located very few fish on Sunday either in the same stretch of river, and he caught one little channel cat. So he has better equipment, he's a better fisherman, and uh, it was nice to hear from him just what other people are, are doing, and uh, you can keep your head up about that. Also got word from down at Lake of the Ozarks, the mayfly bite has all these catfish up on the surface, at least in certain areas of the lake. So that's something to keep up on if you're in a, a trip uh, on a reservoir. Uh, the mayfly hatch could could really change the fishing and how, how you should fish. I know I've, I've heard from other people that when the mayfly hatch is out on certain rivers, the, the fishing's terrible. So anyway, that's just something to keep in mind. So the MR340 is July 12th through July 15th, 2022. It is a paddle race. It's an endurance race from Kansas City all the way across the state to St. Charles. So not quite to the Mississippi River, but a long way. Participants are allowed exactly 85 hours to complete the course. Only two-thirds of the teams were able to do it last year. And there's different categories. There's kayaks, there's one-man vessels, two-man vessels, 
all these different classes and and they even make crazy crazy classes and lots of people in them uh, i think one of the main rules though is it has to be a paddle has to be powered by paddles so why is this important well for one if you're fishing this week be prepared the boat ramps can get wild there there'll be lots of people there this is a big deal to these people they they train they paddle a lot getting ready for this race it's very competitive and the boat ramp will be wild there'll be maybe food trucks at these different boat ramps so just uh pay attention there and of, of course they're going to be paddling in low light situations or no light now they're supposed to have lights on their vessels but these are very small vessels on big water the last thing we want to do is is to hit a a paddler and you know this is their week so just um if you can go out there and kind of appreciate what they're doing i i'm on the river a little bit i, I sure wouldn't want to want to paddle that is that is quite a voyage so and why i like it isn't i don't have any interest in paddling and, and many of you probably don't i have a kayak but not not for that sort of thing but i it gets a whole different subset of people enjoying the river and when you have the more people you have enjoying this resource the more access we're going to have the more political clout we are going to enjoy with, with this body of water. Um, you do, we don't want a, a neglected river, and the best way to, to have that, to have the funding, to have clean water, all of these things, is for a diverse part of the population to to enjoy it. And anyone we can get out there on the river to, to enjoy its beauty, I think, is a great thing. Now... We're going to talk about the Dalton Bottoms access. So that's where I fished this weekend. On uh, Sunday, there was two other boats, trailers, at this ramp. And on 4th of July, on Monday, I was the only boat on the ramp at all. Saw Eric Harmon, saw a couple other boats. But there just wasn't anyone on this section of the river. Brunswick, which is just... Uh, 10, 12 miles upriver, maybe a little further than that with having to go up the Grand for three three miles, but there wasn't anyone at, at Dalton, and it's a really cool access. It's, it's Missouri Department of Conservation owns it. I believe Lowell Newsom's father donated it or sold the property at, at quite a discounted price. Somehow he made it happen. He enjoyed the boating and the camaraderie down there. And it's it's in one of the more remote places on the Missouri River as far as boat ramps. There there might be more remote boat ramps, but you would be hard pressed to find one. It, it's five miles south of Dalton, and Dalton has seventeen people, I think, in the town. So there was an actual town located there it's right at the where the Sheraton River comes in the town there was Namrash and in fact there's a one of the roads getting to the ramp is, is Namrash Road and it was an there used to be an old cemetery there the cemetery may in fact be gone now and because it's right at a major Sheraton River there, there's probably a Native American 
uh, settlement there. So I always joke it should be called the Namrash Access since it only has about 17 less people in it. But um, I think that, that Mr. Newsom, you know, having made this this happen there, at, at least that's what I've been told, I wish that these these people that, that make these happen, um, that, that they were commemorated or, or something. Maybe the ramp not named after them, but at least that history could be there because these ramps, all these prime places, you, you think we have an abundance of them, but they could be sold, they could be private. It could be a private fishing club or it could be a private hunting club. I'm just so thankful with the access here, and I think it, it would be a neat way of honoring the people that that make that happen if if they got a, a little acknowledgement. And um, so the Dalton Bottoms access, 54 acres. There's a outhouse there or a bathroom, I guess, and there's a picnic table that's wheelchair accessible. You can uh, put a wheelchair there. There's some concrete. There for their um, for the handicap to to park the boat ramp. What I like about it is the way it's positioned. There is it is a lot of trash doesn't keep on the way the river flows. You know some of these boat ramps, the logs, the debris, the trash, they'll they'll congregate there, and you don't have to push it all back or worry about it getting near a prop. And the way this kind of goes with the river there, kind of alongside, not perpendicular, I really like putting in there. I enjoy I enjoy this ramp. It is, I always thought during solar um, or lunar eclipses or, or uh, anything else at night to see that it would be a perfect ramp to go to because there can't be... A light for miles and miles. It, it's completely you're out there. I saw quite a few doves. I'm not a bird hunter, but I saw quite a few doves there on the on the levee when I went there. And as far as as the the water, the body of water goes, it's really Glasgow's about mile marker two twenty five. Lewis Mills right there too, and that's a major town. A lot of boats there. Brunswick's 250 at the mouth of the Grand, right three more miles up the Grand to the Brunswick boat ramp. But you have about 20, 25 miles there, and you're smack dab in the middle of it at a boat ramp that doesn't have very many people. Brunswick was full this weekend. I was the only person, there was less than a handful of people that used the ramp this weekend at Dalton. So, there's much less fishing pressure. There's not the crowd at the boat ramp. It's it's just a nice place to fish. And it is, because of that, it, you'd be hard-pressed also to find a place where getting onto a truly huge catfish is possible. This is an excellent section of the river. And that's probably why Shane Wyatt has scheduled on August 27th, the big catfish, one catfish, $500 buy-in high stakes catfish tournament. It's because it's a terrific place to have it. You can camp there. I don't know if that campsite 
um, where it's designated, but, but it at least says you can camp in designated areas on their brochure and then online you can get on there and it says you can camp. It's basically a big parking lot there and I wouldn't expect any, any trouble there. So Dalton's great. You should go there at least once. A drawback, you do have to drive a little gravel to get there. The roads to get there are not great, uh, but they're not great to go to a lot of these ramps. You know, the road, I think going to Alaska my way is, is very rough. So, um, but I would encourage going there at least once and, and having, having a, having a go at it and, and let me know how you do or how, um, how your experience is. On July 9th is the Waverly Tournament. Watch for tracks there. It, it's kind of a dangerous uh, drive to, to turn into with a boat. Um, there's two ramps there again. You will want to go to the most downriver ramp is where the tournament was last year. Uh, there's two... Again, it can get congested there and with the tracks there. Just be careful if, if the parking lot's full, you might, instead of pulling in there and having issues, you might go to that other one and, and go down and get your boat checked out from, from Shane. I, I would just encourage you to, to check that out before, before you get, get in there. And, and hopefully we'll have lots of boats and if everybody has their heads up, it'll, it'll be a good time. I was looking on June 16th, 1804, Lewis and Clark camped right near present-day Waverly, and they reported the mosquitoes and ticks are numerous and bad. The next day, about a mile upriver, they didn't get very far. They had boils, and some of the crew had dysentery, but the hunters brought back a bear, two deer, and a young horse to eat. So that, that keeps everything into perspective. July 23rd is the West Johnson Memorial Catfish Tournament. You can listen to the last podcast for more information on that, but that's a night tournament in Brunswick. And, and like I've said before, it's on the Grand, but the, but the Missouri is right there. So if you have a smaller boat, this is a perfect entry-level tournament that's fun, but huge fish are caught. You can stay on the Grand if you want. Uh, the Missouri can be overwhelming, at night. July 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th, according to the Salooner calendar, which that's the sun and the moon, they take these into consideration on what the best fishing days are. Now, for me, I have to go when I can. But it's interesting to note that in particular, July 15th, is supposed to be excellent for fishing. So all things being equal, that's supposed to be the best day. But the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, they're all all good. So let us know if if you have any um, have any experience with that, or if you use it at all. I'm always interested in solar and lunar things affecting it, the barometer. And I, I just don't go enough steady to to make all the correlations. I know it's better when the when the river's rising, when cooler weather, when the when the air temperature's higher than the water temperature, you know, basic things like that. But I'd like to to find some interesting things for our readers or our listeners, and um, 
pass those along. I think that's it for this um, podcast. Tight Lines and Missouri Catfish Podcast at gmail.com. Music by Cowboy Bart. Thanks for listening and tell a friend. Starts to curl, it's time to admire Like a poor man's lobster, a truly tasty